There you go. <laughs> What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. We are live. Sorry for the wait, folks. We had a little technical difficulty here, man. We got Ty. We got Jay. Uh, Steven can't make it today. And Chris is probably trying to get somebody <laughs> something in some kind of courtroom right now. I don't know what he's doing. But, <laughs> but folks, man, what's going on, folks? He's not coming. <laughs> He's not Definitely coming. Not coming. <laughs> he might come. He might come. No. No. And if he does come, and if he comes in a suit, I am going to be pressed. Like, I am going to be beside myself. He's going to you know come in a silly? suit in his, in his Auburn flag with him. No. No, 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 no. The suit is enough. He's definitely going to do the, um, the Auburn flag. Exactly. Uh, I don't see it on YouTube yet. Let me it's on YouTube yet. I'm looking. I see it on uh, Nino's channel. Oh, I don't see it on the SEC Connect channel. Ah, it should be. Interesting. It says, hey, it says we're live. So, <laughs> hey, we're going to trust that we're live. Hey, right we're, now. we're here. We're, yeah, we're here, man. Hey, we're look, Ronnie knows, Ronnie knows. <laughs> hey, topics for today, man. Over, under, win totals um, for the SEC and also some recruiting updates, man. So, let's take a look. Yeah. Yes, yes, a frightening truth said, yep, you're up in the SEC. So, Perfect. All right, cool. Over, under totals, man. Let's take a look at a few things. There's going to be um, – I want to start off, guys, with Auburn. I just want to look at Auburn's schedule. Um, Auburn right now, their they're over, under, folks, is six and a half wins. Six and a half wins. I'm going to share my screen here, and we're going to talk about Auburn's schedule, and we're going to see – is six and a half good enough for Auburn or what? Let's see. More than fair. More than fair. I think so too. Let's share the screen here. All right. You guys see that? I yes, do. Sir. All right. First game, UMass. That's a dub, right? Well, yeah, fair. I, I, it better be. <laughs> <laughs> Or, got, you, know, you know what they need to do before you say that? You know what they need to do? Is like if you, you lose games like that, you should be demoted like they do in the Premier League in soccer. <laughs> Dem just demote you at the end of the season. You can't lose that. You can't lose that game. <laughs> you cannot lose that game. Well, okay. First off, let's preface this, you know, like with this. We all know the SEC has three baked-in wins every year, okay? Um, so go ahead and say that they're going to win three games. Where did they get the other four wins, right? They're going to beat UMass. They're going to beat Sanford. They're going to beat, uh, hopefully New Mexico state as well. Um, so yeah, let's just go through it. UMass, the Cal, what do you guys think about Cal? They should be able to win it. I hope I they're able so to win too. it. I think so too. Sanford. Yes. Yeah. And so they go three and oh, okay. Uh, next game's going to be against the fighting Aggies, man. Texas A&M. What do you guys think about that one? It's at a so, and it's at a and Exactly. So they're going to be riding high with excitement because of 3 and 0. And everybody there is going to say playoffs, playoffs, just because of those three games. It's It makes no sense to do that, but they're going to. They get demolished by AM. Oh, what you think, Ty? Well, AM is going to be in a situation where they play Miami. Um, the second week, they start off their season with New Mexico, then go into Miami, then Louisiana Monroe, and then they have Auburn. I think it being at Kyle Field is huge. The 12th man is the 12th man, it right? Is. Like they do have a wild environment there. 
And there's a lot of new at Auburn. I know they just got in Thorne out the transfer portal, but I, I'm telling you, man, I think when we look at Hugh Freeze and what he does, Robbie Ashford makes the most sense to me um, hmm. from the outside looking in. Thorne has the experience. It's going to be interesting to see. I thought it would have been big if they could have doubled down and gotten Keon Coleman to yep. follow Thorne. He ends up going to Florida State, which that's a, that's God. another topic for another day. Um, we need to do an ACC connect because I'm <laughs> really starting to get excited about some of these ACC teams, and I know there. I'm probably alone on that. I think they lose to A&M. I think A&M is embarrassed. I think A&M sees Auburn as a sign to start off their SEC schedule in 2023 with a bang. And I think it's necessary for Texas A&M. This is a massive year for A&M. Not that I think that they'll fire Jimbo because of that massive contract contract. he got, but they'll look silly. Right. Like it's just about pride. And we all know these are very prideful people making these decisions. And if they go out there and repeat the season they just had, they're going to feel silly. So A&M, I think, takes down Auburn. I am. Uh, I'm not an Aggie hater. I like A&M's. Uh, I, I think they got an opportunity Please. to be halfway decent this year. But what I will say is. How is the Bobby Petrino experiment going to be at A&M? That is the million dollar question, right? No, fair. There. That's fair. That's the only thing I care about. That's the only yeah. thing I care about at AM. I want to how see is... how this works out with two narcissistic people trying to work together. Yeah. How sure. does the Bobby Petrino experiment work? And do I trust Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher on the offensive side more than I trust you, Freeze? I don't think so. But. Jimbo has recruited at such a high level. Even though he's he's had a lot of players leave, we get it. But even the players that stayed, they are some elite talent. <laughs> he yeah. has elite talent that is. A defensive line is still nutty. It's it's crazy, man. You got the defensive line that is nutty. Um, you know, even getting David Hicks to come in there. You got Ruben Owens on the offensive side of the ball as well. Um, a decent offensive line. Connor still your quarterback, who I think is going to be a really good player. Evan Stewart still there. And they Moose Muhammad. Back, Moose Muhammad. They brought back all their wide receivers with the exception of Smith, right? Uh, so they're going to be just fine, I think, in the offensive <laughs> side of the ball, skill position-wise. Skill position-wise. Um, but, yeah, you know what? I give it to you guys. I think Adam gets it, too. I think Adam gets it, too. So I'm going to say Adam gets it. They're 3-1 and one right now, right? Yep. Georgia. So frightening I, made a great point. We should go ahead and just skip the next two games <laughs> and just say three and three. All right, three. I don't and three. even I'm see a point. You. Yeah, I'm with you. Georgia's <laughs> going to demolish him. LSU is going to beat him. Yeah, yeah. LSU, but you know, my only thing about LSU, LSU, is it is is BK going to be able to have one of those years where he doesn't have that f up game? He always has that 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 one game every season where we're just like. What the hell are you doing, right? Auburn could be one of those games where he does slip, but I still think LSU takes that game. So, so with that, so yeah. with that, I I normally agree, especially when he was at Notre Dame. Yeah, but I don't see it with the recruits he's bringing to LSU this time. I think that talent can overcome the coaching this time around, and yeah. so this season, LSU beats their tail. Next season, though, Hugh Freeze has proven that he knows how to coach in the SEC. Yes. And he knows how to get the right players in. I'm curious to see 
and we'll have this probably as another topic, and Ty, we talked about this at nauseum, the way that Colorado has done that massive exodus and refresh that they're doing right now with 70-plus players leaving and bringing in roughly 50, it feels like, at this point. I wonder if Auburn sees that and then tries to refresh themselves a little bit in a similar capacity, maybe not 70, but closer to 50 mm-hmm. next season after Hugh Freeze really sees what he's got to work with. Yeah. Alton McCaskill for Colorado made 47 transfer portal additions yesterday, and they're See? still yeah, there. You after, go. Um, they got a lot of players coming too, and like, 21 they, out of the recruiting class. So they're at 68 right there. Yeah, in new they're, scholarships. Yeah, they're they're that refresh. That refresh <laughs> is a great wild. experiment. It's a great experiment to see if. If it's going to work. This is what we yeah. see. Well, one, if it works. Two, if we see this going forward, when you see bigger name coaches take jobs at other programs and try to bring in their guys. I'm but curious if, to see how many can do that. If I may, Jay, I don't know if you stayed around earlier for, and you know, I launched a, a new show, another one, um, <laughs> Through the Haze, which is going to air multiple times a week. The live stream is still going to do what it does Friday evenings, Monday evenings, but... Through the Haze is going to be the weekly show. Um, And today I did a segment talking about can you revamp your team through the transfer portal, truly. I was. I was listening to you while I was driving, so yes. So I think the the case study we all point to is Michigan State, where, you know, 2020 during the quarantine year, don't want to say the other thing, just because YouTube ad revenue will nuke (laughs) you. Um, They. They didn't have a full season. They were two and five. The next year, massive turnaround with the transfer portal. But then we look at Michigan State this past year, and yeah. it wasn't good, and they're losing players. Now, I don't know that that's necessarily a fair representation of building your team through the transfer portal because it's such a low sample size right now that I don't feel like it's it's completely genuine to point to one team and be like, they didn't do it, so therefore nobody can. But then I... I brought our attention to another team and that's LSU. Mm-hmm. What Brian Kelly did in the transfer portal last year, guys was really impressive. And we don't talk about it a whole lot. Look, look at it like this. When we look at some of the guys they got that really contributed, you have the obvious one, Jaden Daniels. They got Jarek mm-hmm. Bernard Converse from Oklahoma state, seven banks from Ohio state. He suffered an injury real early. I think game one, of the season for LSU, but the point still stands. They got an impact player. Had he not gotten hurt, he would have been an impact player. They had Mekhi Wingo from Missouri, and that was big because Mason Smith, who I thought had a chance to be the best defensive player LSU had, this is before I saw Harold Perkins, right? And that guy is unbelievable. <laughs> Steroids, something, good lord. That's, that's Monster. natural, man. He's, he's naturally so gifted it's unbelievable um but now lsu is going to have mason smith and harold perkins and mckay wingo they got noah kane from penn state and, and kyron lacy and and hold on they just got logan diggs too from notre dame who had a hell of a season this sure, year sure no 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 but i'm 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 pointing to the fact of how yeah. you can build and this was what they got last year and look yeah. at look at what lsu was able to do this year in the season so you know, we can point to LSU, USC is another example of what you can mm-hmm. do out the transfer portal. And so I, I am very interested, Jay, to your point about what Auburn can do in the transfer portal. But the thing that hurts me with Auburn is they have w- what they have now. I don't think is enough to go to Kyle Field, to Death Valley, 
right? Yeah. And and be like, yeah, we're gonna take on the Aggies with the talent they have, or the Tigers with the talent they. I mean, I think they're gonna get molly whopped to put yeah. it nicely. So, so let me let me add to that, Ty. I think one team you did forget about that really goes to the case of the conversation we're having is Ole Miss. Remember, yeah, very true. Before Lane Kiffin got there, they were six and so when they had uh, Matt Luke six and six, five and seven, four and eight, and then Lane came in five and five during the you know the twenty twenty two year of staying at home, mm-hmm. but he was the number one team out of that portal that next cycle. They went ten and three. Sure did. They did, and, and they stayed pretty consistent since. And then they went eight and five the next year because they started losing players and new yeah. players coming in. They had new quarterbacks set up, Matt Corral. That, Cause that's the one thing, if anything, like you mentioned about Link, uh, about Lincoln Riley going to USC is he took his quarterback Heisman trophy winning quarterback. Yeah. That seems to be the one thing that makes the biggest difference on how a team performs after living in the portal for a year. Like everybody else, a lot of other schools have done that, but the ones that have a quarterback that's borderline transcendent, you start to see, oh, they're going to still compete because Matt Carell, you know, Jeff Levy did a great job of building him up to where hell he got drafted in the first. He got round. drafted it was the third round, right? <laughs> so, it was the third round pick. Yeah. You want to exactly. know the only reason I didn't really talk about Ole Miss? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is almost a little bit disingenuous on my part, but one time constraint, two because I think you can. Old Miss is a example to me of a double-edged sword because Jay, you're right. We can talk about what happened, but then we can also look at Old Miss being the number two ranked team in the portal or number three. I think it was USC, LSU, and then Old Miss, or was it USC, Old Miss, LSU? I think it was USC, Old Miss. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I think too, Jay. I think so, I'm gonna look it up two. right now. So yeah. here's the thing: USC, unbelievable season. They improved. LSU improved. Old Miss got worse than they were. Just the like, year just like Mississippi State. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry, Michigan just, State. Just, just yeah. like Michigan State. Yes, yes. And it was um, more of a. This is where State the question. Worse, Yes, but this is the, but this is where the question comes into play. On this is, can you build a team living only in a transfer portal? And I think Michigan State and Ole Miss shows you no, you can't. Exactly. USC exactly. is the litmus test on <laughs> if you can recruit players and, and go in the portal. portal because and both because that was the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. That's Ole Miss a and combination. Michigan State were doing terrible in recruiting. Yeah, but they did good in getting portal guys. So I'm curious to see. And Oregon's going to be another good test. What does it look like when you're actually recruiting potentially top 15 classes? Does that foundation with, like like you mentioned, a Band-Aid of yes. transfer portal players, does that lead to long-term success? And it, honestly, I yes. think it can. Yes, I feel yes. very strongly about that. I really put a lot of thought into that. I think the best use of the portal is how and, – and granted, I'm going to give you extreme examples. But mm-hmm. Georgia, right? Look at – even, even – LSU is a little bit different because of what they came into getting a new head coach. But you look at LSU this year, they're not taking 20 guys out the transfer portal, right? You look at Alabama, they're taking five. You look at Georgia, they're taking a very selective amount because they're able to do the work in recruiting to get them to the point where they don't feel like they need that Band-Aid. I know we got way off topic. No, no, no. That's the beautiful thing about this. Yeah, no, you know, look, guys, this isn't the scripted, you know, you know, conversation, folks. You know, so once you hear us talking, this this is off the dome, folks. We were talking football. This is what we love doing. But, look, Jay, I'm with you. Um, To be successful, you have to have that recruiting base there because – the portal guys are going to come in and want to play. 
right? But you got to be able to have that, those guys who are coming in from those classes that are getting recruited to be your foundation, to be developed, so that once those Porter guys are gone after that year or two and they go to the league or they're out of school, then you have developed some guys behind them to end up eventually taking their spot. You can't live strictly out of the portal. That's why I'm very interested to see exactly how Deion Sanders is going to do. I know this is going to be really off topic. I'm really, I'm really interested to see how Prime's going to do because he is living in the portal. The thing with Dion, we just said about if you have a transcendent quarterback, it eases things. Is his son a transcendent quarterback? I don't think he's transcendent. I think he's really good. I don't think he's. I think he's good enough. Yeah, I to, think he's really. I think good. he's good enough. Yeah, but I yeah definitely. Um, but, that Sean Lewis system is going to be gross. so it's much. It's going to be a lot of fun, yeah. and especially in a high altitude. Oh my goodness! It's going to be Brett so Bardlone as the fun. offense or the wide receiver coach. I'm interested to see if they almost play off of each other because Bardlone's offense at JSU was really effective. It was very, it really was. very effective, very effective. So, so yeah, portal. Portal. Back to our fun people here at uh, <laughs> Auburn and whatnot. I, I am there. We're 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 in lockstep, which I love. That's why I love working with you all. So yeah, man. Um, oh, Miss. This is a toss-up to me, and I'll explain to you why. I have no idea what the quarterback situation is exactly. going to look like there because you can't tell me. And I said this earlier today. Um, I hate to reference through the haze again, but I'm going to do it. To end Continue. the through the yeah. haze segment, to plug it, man. I don't know, Jay, if you heard this because this was when I was going for a while at this point. But I, <laughs> when I was talking about like how you evaluate your teams, it, to me, it's about like a box, right? There are questions and then there are answers and the portal recruiting they can help you present answers depth that can help you theory craft answers that you won't necessarily know until the Mm. season gets here but you feel good let me give you an example for alabama first that way in case an old miss fan stumbles upon this they don't think i'm hating on old miss (laughs) because i'll give you my team first i can give you answers for what alabama did in the portal the dbs that makes complete sense to me the linebacker that makes complete sense to me The quarterback, though I wasn't surprised because of what Nick Saban said, you cannot look at me and say that presents an answer. There's never a college football team that gets a quarterback in the transfer portal at the end of spring and feels like, yes, I answered a question. No, you just created more questions. By that logic, Ole Miss does not have the talent that Alabama has stockpooled. And how many quarterbacks do they have? Three. There's a saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't yeah, have any quarterbacks. Exactly. What the hell happens if you have three? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Especially I got when they're all the same class. <laughs> I got I got Auburn winning this game. I just think it's Hugh Freeze is a better coach overall. He's a better head coach, in my opinion, than Lane is. And, I, and, and maybe I'm going to take some flack for that. I think Hugh Freeze is a better head coach than Lane is. Um, you know, it's crazy. I think Lane, and I'm going to use the football terms here, ahead, right? I think Lane has a higher ceiling, but Lane yes. is like, Lane likes the to have floor fun. Of all. Yeah. Is he serious enough to, yes. to, to, to utilize the talent that he has as a coach uh, to, to catapult himself to be one of the best coaches in college football? That's the question on Lane Kiffin. Then the question you have to ask yourself on that is, and with the Hugh Free situation, as he's done a lot of questionable things ethically, but as Lane field, likes no. to party, he just does wild stuff yeah. to get himself <laughs> caught up. 
which one of these degenerates are going to do the worst against the other is, is really what you have to ask yourself at this point. Now, I can see Lane Kiffin pulling this out, but Ty, you're right. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They got Jackson Dart, who was supposed to have been it. I mean, hell, we wanted him at Oklahoma just to have additional depth, but he didn't really look like he was going to really run things, and they brought in, what, Spencer Sanders? Um, Walker Howard from yes, LSU, and then, the former LSU quarterback. Walker pulled up right. He pulled yeah. up at the party right afterwards, and so, like you said, they got three quarterbacks. We don't know which one's going to do. I'm wondering, is this going to be the demise of the Lane Train? I think I wonder if this is the season he falls. We'll talk about them more when we get to their over unders. But I'm wondering, are we starting to see that if if if, if 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 Nick Saban was keeping him from imploding? Yeah, that's a good question. That is that, a good that, question. that is that has always been my take on him is Pete Carroll, Nick Saban kept him from imploding at his job. Yeah. And now that he's by himself, I'm I'm really curious to if if yeah, he that he can do it himself. So I think what you're saying here, Jay, is Lane Lane needs an a, a, a overseer. He he is more effective when he has somebody who he respects in the room, whether it is a Nick Saban um, or a Pete Carroll. I remember times when Lane was the OC at, at Bama and he would try to run something elaborate and seeing Nick Saban say, run the ball. <laughs> well, I got a great story for you. Um, I got a great story for you there. It's one of my favorites um, because people think Saban's miserable, right? And then they're surprised when his players love him. Mm-hmm. Saban is a player's coach at heart. He just appears yeah. miserable and grumpy on the outside, but you listen to the guys, they love him. And a great example of this is one time y'all will know exactly the rant I'm talking about. Cause it's the one where Saban took off his headset and paced right back and forth in front of Hugh Freeze screaming. Hugh Freeze did exactly what Nino said, drew up something silly. Lane, Lane, Kip, Lane, Kip, Kip, Lane yeah, Kippen yeah. drew up something silly, right? Some and cute. there was a fumble. Lane says, as Nick is walking by, and Nick's like, we should have just kept it simple. Lane says something to the effect of, dumb players will make dumb plays. And that's when Saban ripped off the headset and said, no, dumbass offensive coordinators will call dumb plays and laid into him. Yeah, exactly. Don't blame on the kids, man. Don't blame on the kids, man. Yeah, but look, I got Auburn beating Ole Miss, man. I just think, I honestly think Hugh Freeze is a better overall coach than Lane Kiffin is on the field. I don't care what he does off the field. Him on the field with lesser talent and different places has done great things. We saw he did at Ole Miss, folks. And I understand about the recruiting and everything. People want to talk about the violations. I get it. But that happens everywhere, and people don't think that that happens at every other school, then you're kidding yourself. He just got caught, okay? He was he was uh, absurd with it, uh, very um, out there with it, and he got caught, folks. It is what it is. We have stories. We all here on this channel have stories of different schools and what they have done in the past that haven't gotten caught, right? So he, he just got caught up. He did great at Liberty um, to the point where he got a quarterback who just had somebody else drafted to replace him. He got him drafted in the second round last year and was going to be a first-round pick last year, Willis, right? So he has a great offensive scheme that is going to do great things in the conference, and I got him beaten Lane Kiffin next year. I got him yeah. beaten. Yeah, I got I him 4-3. I agree. Okay. I actually okay. do. Let's go with it. All right, 
Mississippi State. I got Auburn. Tackle here. For me. So here's the thing. I don't know what Mississippi State is going to be this year. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's very hard for me to project this because Arnett is the head coach right, yep. going into this year. He's a defensive-minded guy. Yep. You're talking a polar opposite shift. Now, I really like their quarterback, Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. He has done nothing but put up huge numbers for Mississippi State. But, look, this is one, and it's so unfortunate because RIP to the legend, but if he was around this year, I would tell you I think Mississippi State wins this game. I, I, I just think that it's a battle of offensive minds, and he has – more continuity and he's got Zach Garnett. I just think there's so much new going to be happening for Mississippi State. This is a very real chance Auburn gets two in a row. I can see that too. Um I hope that was my mindset is you got a new coach, the new offensive coordinator, Kevin Barbe just came here from Appalachian State. He's good. He's good. His teams put up numbers, but at Appalachian State. So I'm curious to see if they can get Will Rogers up to speed quickly in an entire new system and everybody around them works together well. I don't know. Just like you said, Todd, that is the one thing that's holding me up on this one. If anything, I got to give it to Auburn because I feel like even though both of them are coming in with entirely new systems, I do believe that. Hugh Freeze will make it a lot easier for his players than probably Barbe will be because he's going to be having to set He's got to set his own tone coming in. He's replacing a legend of a when legend. it comes to play calling. And so if you want to put your own mark in there, his entirely new system, the question is, can these players get up to speed fast enough for it? And I don't know. I think Auburn has a better chance because I know Hugh Fuchs is going to keep it simple year one, and then they're going to go ahead. And I think they have a little bit more talent in comparison. So I'm going to go with Auburn too. Yeah, and also just talking about, you know, Barbe. Barbe's system is very balanced. If you go back and look at his system, he runs a very mm-hmm. balanced air raid. And and um he runs the ball very well, which is something that, you know, the power didn't do. He didn't run the ball pretty much at all. All right. So it's does Do they he have the have, personnel? <laughs> that's the thing. Does Kevin Barbe have the personnel in place to run the ball effectively and efficiently in the SEC? Um, I don't know if that's the case. That's why I am also going with Auburn. So we got Auburn now, what, um, five and three? Yeah, five and three. Five and three. Vanderbilt, Auburn, okay, six and three. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> oh, here, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew out. he was going to hit us with that. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I'm just, I, you don't know how much I wish I could give you a principled argument that I – Y'all know me. I, I'm fine with giving a hot take if I feel like I can actually debate my way into a hot take. I can't. I can't. I can't. I got nothing for you. I got nothing. <laughs> so so hear me out on this one, then. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Vanderbilt <laughs> might shock some people next season. They weren't garbage okay. last year. They weren't garbage at all last year. Um, they were competitive. Yep. <laughs> you know say? They were competitive. <laughs> we're talking about the same. Hold on, my internet's busted. Hold on, guys. Oh, no. there's no way. There's no. Is this the same <laughs> Vanderbilt that said they were going to teach Alabama how to play SEC football and then got smoked um, in their own I mean, house? That's to get Bama. That's now. Bama. Now this is this, this is, is why one I say of the that. Great moments. In SEC. <laughs> 
Remember, Clark Lee pulled up. They were two and ten his first year, zero and eight in the SEC. Yeah. Year two, five and seven, two and six in the yeah. SEC. Can he pull a James Franklin and get them a winning record his first year, his third year in? He he, he has the potential, but I don't think they're beating Auburn this year. Oh, mm. new coach got, compared to a coach that's been there for two years. But is Hugh Freeze really a new coach? He's a new coach at Auburn. I trust. I if if I am Auburn or any SEC team, I trust Hugh Free. I think Hugh Freeze is gonna fit in just fine there. Um, Auburn. I don't disagree. There. I don't disagree with you there. But the only thing I do disagree with is that we all know that Auburn is typically a dumpster fire overall operationally. That has always been their That's issue. True. That's true. For the last like twenty something years, they've got issues operationally. Then Hugh Freeze is gonna fit in perfect there. Right, he's been perfect. That's the that doesn't mean that they're, but that's, but that doesn't mean that their uh, dumpster fire is gonna go out. <laughs> so I don't think Vanderbilt wins, but I think they keep it closer than we expect. Do you want to know why I give the edge to Auburn here? Go ahead. Because I have more faith in Hugh Freeze being able to do work with a Robbie Ashford than I have faith in Vanderbilt and the Commodores being able to do work with AJ Swan. Okay, that's fair. That. I, I got just, him. I just think, I got that, him. yeah, six and three. <laughs> so far, wow. So they're winning. Well, you just wait until I tell half. you how they're going to get upset by New Mexico State. Ah, uh, chow, please. <laughs> All right, Arkansas. This one's tough for me. This one is tough for me. This one is tough. This is what? a coach for your job game. For Sam Pittman. For Sam Pittman. He has to win this game. He I has hate to, to agree with you, but I do. And, I, and I am a me. Sam Pittman fan. Same, I like same. some Sam Pittman. He's perfect for Arkansas, but he is coaching for his job. They're yeah. not going to deal with these type of L's anymore. They're not going to deal with them losing you know, in the SEC, even though Arkansas has been the doormat of the SEC their entire existence. You, they, they, they're not going to accept it. He yeah. has to win. He has to win, but it, it you know – they so much is going to ride on the shoulders of KJ Jefferson, man. Yeah. And it's, it's, is he that guy? Is he that guy? I think he is. But I think when we look at this, they lose bumper pool. They lose Drew Sanders. They don't have Catalan anymore. Granted, they didn't have Catalan all last, last year two because years. he was injured. Yeah. But like whenever he was playing, he was transcendent for them. Let's be very honest here. If he came mm-hmm. back healthy, he was going to be the starting safety mm-hmm. for Arkansas. And so, no, I, Nino, I, Man, I'm I'm right there with you because I love the Razorbacks. I'm so excited. I've been so excited for what they've been able to do. And they were a team that that, that quarantine year played Bama really well, actually. Yeah. Defensively held Bama to one of the, the better games anybody did that year. The problem is, is it's almost been regression every single year since. Now we look at this. Who are their wide receivers? <laughs> who are they? Who, who are the defense? <laughs> like. <laughs> Their problem is they got young wide receivers, Love red the running shirt, back sophomores and sophomores, and run it. Yeah, good running backs. Their offensive line is juniors and seniors. Yeah, that's Which good. Is, this is great. That helps a lot. And yeah. they've got a couple of, I think they got two that are super seniors. But are they good? So that's the thing. Are they good? I, I, they've been there for a long time. <laughs> now you're asking the questions we don't need to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz one can argue if 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 this is your 6th year 
as an offensive lineman in the SEC, <laughs> you've done something wrong. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong at all. That's that's not NFL caliber. I'm, so you get a good point. I'm just, I'm just saying. But their running back went for over 1400 last year. Six point five. I mean, he's a beast. Raheem Sanders. Yeah, he beast. is good. He is good. My only thing with Arkansas is I got to go back and look at their schedule from last year, uh, just to see how they wore out throughout the year. Right? Um, did they start off fast and then die out? If 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 that was the case, it's because they don't have the depth. You know, Arkansas just doesn't have the depth that these top line teams do. Um, they got solid, really good guys that you know, like that start. But when a Jalen Catalan gets hurt, who who fills in for you, right? And there was a significant drop off on that defense last year. When you lose a Drew Sanders, who's gonna, who's behind them? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, when you lose a bump, who's behind them, right? And so it's it's. That's the difference between teams like your Georgias and your Bamas. And now we're starting to see Tennessee is built this way too as well. Um, they have so And as bad yeah. yeah. And as bad as Arkansas was going down the stretch, they did beat Auburn forty one to twenty seven in Auburn. Yeah. Back to back road games. They beat BYU yeah. and BYU. They did. And they beat Auburn at home. Uh, but they, the lost to they lost to Hugh Freeze. They lost to Hugh Freeze in Liberty the next week. Uh, there we go. <laughs> That's the Auburn thing that doesn't is. make any sense about Auburn. Arkansas. It is. I, I got Auburn winning the game, damn it. They lost to Hugh Freeze oh, at Liberty. <laughs> I got. <laughs> no, the thing with Arkansas, guys, and I'm so excited for Texas to be in the SEC, you know, because you'll see it. You don't know what Arkansas team you're going to get on any given, like, they exactly. are a wild card. Always have been. You can't e- count so them out. So every game, every Jones loss, no way, no way. What? Every loss besides that out Al- that Alabama Mississippi back to back ass kickings were two point with three points or less. This wow. is my point. LSU about was thirteen to ten. Missouri was twenty nine twenty seven. Uh, Liberty was twenty one nineteen. And then uh, Texas A&M was 23-21. Every game was close. So how about this? This is a game now. This is an interesting one. This is interesting. Where are they at? They were in one possession of winning a game, right? Basically a field goal of winning the game. Did they get better after last year? I agree. Or did they not? That's a good question. So here's the thing. Let me look up one player. If he's here... Okay, yeah, they they lose a lot, boys. Yeah, um, they exactly. lose their starting. Why? That they're. Let me let me look at this again because there's no way I just read this right. Hold on, I'm I'm sorry about the awkward, but there's no way this is correct. Who? Jaden Hazelwood's not there anymore, is he? No, he's. Oh not. yeah, Ooh. he went to the draft. Yeah, but they did off. pick up Tyrone Broden, the six foot seven giant from um from Bowling Green. Uh, that's a great pickup and. Good I remember God him. they need it because they lose Matt Landers, who went for 900 yards. They lose Jaden Hazelwood, who went for 700 yards. Do you know who the next highest in receiving yards is for the Razorbacks? Who's that? The running back? Trey Knox with 296 yards. Oh, That's what's left. So, yeah. So he's throwing a new wide receivers. I mean, I think yeah. Broden's going to be the big name that's going to probably jump out next season, but yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
they didn't get better. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, that's, that's the good. thing. That's good. Um, man, I'm gonna go with Auburn in this game. That I want to say Arkansas. Wait, how many wins are we at for Auburn right now? We're at six. That's gonna determine right my answer. Okay, we're no at, Arkansas. Yeah, we're at six wow. and three. I got I got Auburn over Arkansas. I've got Arkansas over Auburn. How about you, Ty? You're the tiebreaker. So, how many wins have we given Auburn so far? Six, Six. and three right now. Nah, that's nah, a, a loss then. That's a loss. Okay, you can't have four. that. All no, right. so I, I hate it, but I am going to give this to Auburn. I, I just. Oh, okay. So, seven and three. I'm worried about what they lost, guys. I think it's easy for us to sit here. I love K.J. Jefferson. New wide receivers. That was a question we had going in for this year. And the defense already was one of the worst in college football at stopping the pass. And they lose their two linebackers. Yep. The three running backs are all back this season, though. So with Sanders at 1,400 yards, you got A.J. Green at 400 yards, and then Rashad... You know what? No, I'm picking mm-hmm. Arkansas. At okay, 293? So six and four. And you know what, though? I think I can come back off there, too. Thinking about that offensive line, uh, you know, you know, I didn't make my They ran the ball good. So they the line was the good enough well. to get him some yards. And K.J. <laughs> Jefferson was one of the top rushers as well. So his ability to be a factor in the running yep, game is going to create yards. havoc. For okay, Arkansas. Arkansas. You guys convinced yes. me. Yes. You guys convinced me. Arkansas, yes. I think it is. I think their offensive line is going to be – if they're bringing back their offensive line this year, a lot of seniors and super seniors on that line, they should be uh, a world oil machine. Continuity is going to be there. You already got really good rushers here. Like you said, 1,400-yard rusher. KJ can run the ball, you know, You know, also. It's just a passing game. My only thing that worries me is when they stack the box to stop the run, who do you have to bail you out? That's my only thing, but Six I will seven. go – Tyrone Broden, baby. Throw it up to the giant, man. Just let his big butt jump up. Yeah. Which, you know what, though? This is really a good thing for them, though, because I equate this to when I look at the NFL, right? Jalen Hurts. Okay. What did, what did Philly do for Jalen Hurts? They go and get A.J. Brown. Yep. They go and get a guy who has a, a catch radius that is huge um, to where he doesn't have to be the most accurate quarterback to get him the ball. I just got to get it in your vicinity. And if I get it in your vicinity, I know that you're going to have an opportunity to get the ball. Now, Jalen has vastly improved as a passer. He, is, he was one of the best passers in the league this year. I'm not saying KJ is going to be that. But what they have done is you get somebody a 6'7", wide receiver with a hell of a catch radius, I just need my quarterback to get the ball in his vicinity and just give him a shot. I like that pickup. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jay. I'm going with Arky, too. Arky, it is six and four. All right, six and four. All right, six and. and give four. me a little bit of time. I'm doing some research <laughs> on how I can argue New Mexico State. Winning You're not going to be able to do it, <laughs> and it's not looking good, boys. Their leading running back was 500 yards. Their leading wide receiver was 400 yards. It's not looking good. Number 82 in the nation in offense. Number 47 in defense. I'm not liking much. There you go. So I think we're all agree. Auburn beats. Uh, Shoot, Auburn's going to make a bowl game. New Mexico wow. State, they are 7-4 and four right now. And the last game we can skip the last one. is the Iron Bowl. And, hey, Ty, hey, Ty you will tell the you. The only thing that scares me. Ty will tell you. What's up, Ty? At Jordan Hare. Mm-hmm. Yep. That stadium and, is cursed. Yep. And 
They hired Hugh Freeze for one reason. Because he's beating Nick Saban. That's I true. think Bama wins. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I just think there's nothing in the cupboard oh, for Auburn. Yeah, they are playing at Auburn. Um, but the thing is, is like that place is cursed. It's, it, it I'm is. I'm not joking. It is. It is Some of the like, worst Auburn teams I've seen have come out with either W against Alabama or or have played them so competitively that you uh, would have thought Auburn should have won the game. I mean, not it, even just Bama. Think back to what they did in, to Georgia a few years ago in Jordan Her- with the, the freaky catch that bounced off of someone's helmet. Like, yep. weird Helmeting stuff goals. happens exactly. in that stadium. Exactly. But Bama's going to win. Yes, I think the, the cupboards are way too low for Auburn to where yeah. they can throw everything at the kitchen sink, and it's just not going to be enough this year. Now, yep. Jay, you, you've said it, and I hate to admit it, but let's be honest, it'd be facetious not to agree. They did hire someone that has been able to have success against Nick Saban. That's true. Now, I think, you know, whether or not there's been an evolution, we'll find out, but it's going to be a lot of fun. But it, Bama wins that game, but God, I'm very happy that year two with Hugh Freeze is in tuscaloosa i would much rather have year one when they have an empty cupboard in Mm. jordan hair than have year one when they have an empty cupboard in tuscaloosa and year two once they've been able to reload in jordan hair that i'm I'm, I'm happy about that exactly so So, so we got them going seven and five folks um that's an over under was six and a half we got them going seven and five nail the under (laughs) <laughs> Wait, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Old habits. Old habits. Old habits. Old habits. So, yeah, frightening. The council agrees. We're going to go with agrees. seven and five, and we're going to go with the over. It is. There it goes. Uh, over seven and five. I think that's realistic for them. I do. It feels wrong. They got three baked in wins. They got four baked in wins. I they really they do. They have a favorable games. schedule yeah. in terms of up front. Um, New Mexico State before Bama. That You love that if you're an Auburn fan. Yeah. Get yeah. some rest. Get, get the beat up on the team. Get some rest. Um, but you know, Bama also probably plays the Citadel or somebody the game before Auburn. So it's, it don't you talk is. about the Citadel like that? That's a respectable <laughs> football institution. A respectable football respectable, institution. Huh? Wow! I love, I love the defense of the Citadel. That is I gotta, awesome. I actually have a couple friends that played at the Citadel, so they're probably listening. And it's not like, the Citadel. Up, it's Chattanooga. Thank you very much. <laughs> Even through, yeah. At least the Citadel. And even more guys respectable. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So okay, seven and five. Seven and five. We got it. seven and five. We got them um, over the six and a half um, line that is there. Man. Yeah, it, it didn't feel right, Truth. It felt it felt icky. It felt so wrong. James Ty put some respect on that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yep. So, uh, oh, my gosh. So, fellas, I want to talk about um, – let me get out the screen up here. Let's, let's stop sharing here. I want to talk about – um, Yeah, yeah. Another team. Let me get another team. Let's pull up. Um, let's see who you guys want to go with. Oh, 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 Let me give you one. Who? Since we did Auburn, let's just have fun with this and go right to Arkansas. Arky. All right. Mm, Arkansas it that's is. a really good one. And Arky. only I say that is because the win totals in the SEC this year is fascinating. There's 
three teams with seven and a half, and then like five teams at six and a half, and that's it. And then it's like a massive drop off to five and a half and then three and a half, which is even more. I I, we definitely got to do another episode where we go full deep in on Florida because oh Florida them at five and a half Florida already didn't we do yeah 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 we did Florida a couple weeks ago but I want to deep dive into that one no I think that win total is we pick three teams per week. Yeah, and just knock them out. And a deep dive. That way it's it's those three teams yeah. get an hour and a half of dedicated time. Exactly. Um, exactly. So. Yeah, like now, if you got Auburn you there. asked the question about math wise, um, there was one year that the SEC had every team, I think it was like twenty one, every team was basically bowl eligible, but I think one. Vandy. Vandy it was weird. And it might and not have been I'm, Honestly, I don't know if it was Vandy. I don't it know might have been Kentucky. It might have been Kentucky or Missouri, probably. No, nah, we just we just naturally Vandy. slotted. It was Vandy. <laughs> it was Vandy. It was Vandy. Everybody was bowl eligible, but Vandy. <laughs> yeah, the the three out of conference really helped frightening. Which four. I it is four, yeah. Four out of conference frightening. All right. Let's All right. um let's do let's do um Arkansas. Arkansas, folks. Western Carolina, um, okay, Arky's going to win I'm going to have to hop off here in a bit. Can I run through this real fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, look, two wins off the back. Sean Lewis is not at Kent State anymore. He was a whiz for them, and he took some very good players with him. Savian Washington's a six-foot-eight offensive lineman. Oh, my God. Um, And he's now with Colorado. I thought that was a great addition. Look, Kent State has been a proud school like they've been good in football for a while right yeah i'm not saying they've been the best but like kent state is one of those teams where they will ruin your your day if you let them if you look over them but that's they're not usually happening. ranked very high in the offensive rating every yes. just about every, every year, year. that made georgia pretty there. tough you know like was it two years ago was it georgia they played last tough? season last season yeah yeah it was last season yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they played really tough last year yeah then we go to byu i don't think they're uh that's what i said truth i said right off the bat Anyways, um, <laughs> then we go to BYU. And, At home. Yeah. I, look, this BYU's one's tricky. interesting. They're tricky. Th- this is a tricky game because BYU is another team that will ruin your season. They will. They're tricky. Um, They're coached well. <laughs> very Coached very well. I think that's a losable game for Arkansas, but I also think that's a game that they could really look at as a way to set the tone. Um, BYU, I really don't know what they replace, right? So I'd have to do a dive into BYU, but that one's a toss-up to me. They're not yeah. beating LSU, especially nope. not at LSU. Um, I just don't know what they have defensively to stop what LSU wants to do. Texas A&M, they were terrible in defending the pass last year, and Texas A&M has two of the better wide receivers, I think, in the SEC, and Moose Muhammad and... Evan, uh, Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart, yes, thank you. And then Old Miss, this one is, I think, is going to be interesting because, like I said, I just don't know what Old Miss's offense is going to look like, right? I, I have no idea what that Old Miss offense is going to look like, but I think this is a game that Arkansas can pull out just because of the way they can control the ball, um, especially in the run game. And Old Miss is a little bit all over the place, erratic. Against Alabama, look, you can try and control the ball running and i think they're, they're gonna, not gonna I just, happen 
think the defensive line for Alabama this year, getting a Justin Aboigby back, who was off to the best season for any defensive lineman for the Crimson Tide last year, that's going to be big for the Tide. And now mm-hmm. you have him with Otis. Will Anderson isn't there, but I just think that they're not going to be as concerned about rushing the passer as they are going to be stopping the run. And therefore, the loss of Will Anderson, though felt, won't be as big in the game with uh, Alabama. Mississippi State, I actually have Arkansas winning that. I do too. I just think that's a the very winnable game. Florida is really interesting because Arkansas it's beats at Florida. They beat um, Florida. It's at Florida. The Swamp, I do agree with you. I do agree that Arkansas wins that game, but I think there's a bit more of a nuanced Calm. <laughs> Truth is after me about yeah. that. <laughs> I think there's a nuanced conversation to have about this game that I would like to have <laughs> when we when we really go through Florida again, right? We already said Truth Auburn's, is really going in. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's the best. He's the best. Um, we already said Auburn's losing to Arkansas. Arkansas is beating Florida International and Missouri. Guys, Missouri is a tricky team in the SEC this year. If they have the ability to throw the ball, they could give Arkansas a real tough time. But what is that defense going to do to stop the control? Veteran quarterback, great running back play for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Leads me to believe Arkansas could get the win there. How many wins is that? I gave them... Look, we had losses to LSU, Alabama. I gave them losses to LSU, A&M, Alabama... Um, and I think BYU gets them. So, okay. okay, I got... Four losses. Four losses. Okay, so four losses, eight and eight and four, and the line for them was seven and a half. I got oh, a feeling... Oh, so I'm right on line there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I yeah got you're, feeling, you're spot on. I got a feeling they beat BYU. Um, me too. At home? It's yeah, BYU or Missouri them. to me. Those, those are the two games that I'm bouncing back and forth, and I don't know enough about BYU. I just know that they, they consistently are such a disciplined team, they can ruin your day. And Arkansas, the, always, they always play A&M great, man. They play yeah. A&M They do, they do. Good. I just like the, the, the passing ability A&M could have this year because they don't have a chain to fall back on. They have true. to throw the ball. They got to throw. And it, but it's at Arkansas, too. It's gonna That's going to yes, be a hell true. of an environment. These games at Arkansas are the only reason why I could totally agree no, with I'm sorry. eight that wins, that, if not That was at a neutral location. That's at Jerry's World. That is at Jerry's Circle. They are bringing back stats at rivalry. Fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. They, they, that's that was last year too, game. right? Yeah. 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 That, that's yeah. not that was new last for year Arkansas. Too. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, yeah. I, I, got think I think Arkansas gets revenge. I think that Sam nice. Pittman gets them 10 wins this year. Come on now. You serious? I think it's I think it's LSU and Alabama are their two losses. I think they beat everybody else on this schedule. I was thinking nine and three. I was thinking that they were going to get hung up at uh, Texas A&M, Alabama, and LSU. All right, boys. Until next time. Yeah, man. All, All right, right man. yeah. Yeah, we'll see you, man. No, I really do believe that it's. I think that it's really the traveling to Baton Rouge and traveling to Tuscaloosa is going to be the biggest problems. I think they can pull the upset at Ole Miss on the road, but I, the rest of these games they're winnable for Arkansas if they, they are. are disciplined enough to get past the those close losses. Remember when we was talking about it, the biggest problem they had was 
that they were losing games at two points or less. That's true. Like one, and in the LSU game was a three-point game. Now they did lose a lot, while at the same time they're not done in the portal. They'll probably still have a lot of opportunities to bring in some more veterans or whatnot. They they can plug in quickly. I mean, defensive linemen. Do you really need to put them in a scheme? You say, no. go get the quarterback. Get That's the your guy. job. Go get, get, <laughs> get him. You've and they'll figure it out. Life. You've been doing this your whole life, son. You know, right. Um, exactly. So and, I'm curious to if that's the thing that slows them down in this run. But I really think they can get 10 wins this year. They, the schedule is set to give them that. They don't see Tennessee. Uh, they don't see Kentucky. Um, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it, they got it. It's, it's very favorable. And, you know, one thing mm-hmm. I will say, Jay, when I look at this schedule and I look at every team outside of Alabama or LSU, there is some uncertainty in that team. There's uncertainty in Texas A&M offense. What is their offense going to be like? There right. is a, there is uncertainty at Ole Miss. Who's going to be their quarterback? Right? Is that defense hit by Pete Golden? Is it going to be worth a damn? Okay. Right. See, we've got a long list. Yeah. For Pittman to redeem State, himself. Mississippi State is not going to have the personnel to run Barbie's <laughs> offense this year. They're just not. They are built for, you know, the Pirates' offense. They're not built for Barbie's offense this year. There's uncertainty there. Florida is all uncertainty. Auburn. And that's so crazy. How Auburn, wow, new yes. coach. New coach Auburn, right? Um, and they're playing at home as well. And the only other school I'm looking at is Missouri. I think they get Missouri. I I, I think they get Missouri. I don't even think it's going to be um, too – I'm not going to say too difficult of a task, um, but I, right. I think they get Missouri. Yeah, every team besides LSU and Bama has uncertainty. Right. That's it. Like when you look at this, even BYU has that. If you look at them, they I think they they had a new quarterback in. They're they're breaking a whole bunch of stuff. It's it's that's the thing that I'm asking the question of is who on this schedule that is actually, you know, organized, that's that's not going through turmoil. Yeah. Are they actually going to face that could give them true problems? Kent State's got a new coach and set up because, yeah. you know, their their guy has been there five years. It's gone. That's you true. know what I'm saying? So I've that's that's the thing that's crazy. They can win 10 games this year. That is the wildest thing to me is that it, I think it can happen. No, but it it can happen. You know, so we've um we said this about Arkansas in the past. Arkansas is a school that um they're not going to be able to recruit with Alabama in LSU and Georgia year round, year out. They they just can't do it. They don't have the horses for it. But they are a team that is going to be a good developer of talent. And mm-hmm. every third or fourth year, they're going to pop out with a team that's going to win nine to eleven games. Agreed. Every every third or fourth year, they're going to have a season where you're going to be like, wow. But don't expect it next year. But this is the year. Right. And so I Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with you. I think this might be the year for them. I think this might be a year where they shock some people. And that's and it's the reason why I picked them because I started looking at their schedule and I started asking myself, I'm like, do I actually feel any confidence in them losing any of these games besides the big the two big boys? Yeah, I I don't have I, this could be the redemption season for Sam Pippen because he has to win. He, he, he has got to win. a ten win season saves his job for at least four years. Yeah, he has his back against the wall and as much stuff as I talk about KJ, I like KJ as a player, man. I just want to see same. I want to see him go to the next level so bad. I mean, I, he has it in him. I just want to see him activate it, right? And it's not his fault because he just doesn't have the pieces around him. And that um, I think if he did have some great pieces around him, we would see the best of KJ Jefferson. 
I honestly think he's going to test pretty well at the combine. He's not the fastest guy, but he's, he has a, a strong-ass arm. He's a very powerful guy. He's a good runner. He's going to shock some people when he goes to the combine eventually. And uh, he, he's going to be one of those guys that might have the potential to be a better pro than he was a college player. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, so we'll see, man. Man, they have a he good go, He can run out there as a – what's his name? Um – Oh gosh, offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers just got fired. Oh, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich. He could he could pull up a bet Leftwich for us. He really could. Get but a couple you know of though, years, he's a way more starter he's, backup. But he's way more mobile than than Leftwich ever was. Right? Yes, and Leftwich was always hurt. So exactly, and, I, yeah. He could be do. Yeah, he's a big guy too, and he's physical. He's not a backup man. at least, like like a Jacoby Brissett, but bigger. He could be something that could that could last in the NFL. So yeah, that's a definitely a great conversation. He has Big have. Ben size. He yes, has big they're, they're size. much better. Yes, yes. The Big Ben didn't run the way that he did. Um, True. But I like what you said about like a Jacoby Brissett. I like that that kind of comp for him. A guy that it might come in and start five six years in the league, seven eight years yeah. in the league. Get you a couple um, games here or there as yeah. needed, as an in-between. You know, he'll be consistent. I mean, if, if you can get yourself a Chase Daniels career, you've done great. Yeah. Now, I know everybody wants <laughs> to be the league star. No. If you can get a Chase Daniels career where you only get hit like once every two seasons, but you're you get paid as a backup paid. quarterback, you're good. Yeah. Man, Sign I, me up tomorrow. You know, though, I like that. <laughs> I like that comp. You know, yeah, that's a good comp, comp man. Appreciate ben Roethlisberger's size with – Jacoby Brissett talent, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I could see it. I and that's not a bad combo. That's all. not a bad combo. All right, man. Are you good? You want to do one more? Uh, you know what? Let's let, let's save it for the group. I, I okay, like the yeah. big group as we argue through these. These are fun. <laughs> these are, this is going to be fun doing this for the next couple of weeks. It is. We man. Get three teams. We're going to pick three teams. We'll yeah. come in, talk right through them because this is this is fun trying to figure this out. But this one right here, I knew this that you and Ty were looking and be like, dang. You got a point. They could really do it. That's yeah, 10 wins, baby. Definitely. Definitely. They can do some damage. Um, one of the topics I want to talk about, man, Georgia, the rich get richer. And the poor don't get a damn thing. <laughs> Dylan Riola, man. Uh, the number one prospect in the country for his class and the number one quarterback in his class, of course, going to Georgia. You know, like decommitting from Ohio State, now going to Georgia. What are your thoughts on that, man? So, so I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck, and 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 I'm I'm just being 100 honest. I don't think it means anything. Yeah, and this is why I say that. We've seen Georgia get what four five star quarterbacks, yeah. five five star quarterbacks, <laughs> and, and none of them started or lasted long. From Justin Fields, JT Daniels, Brock Vandergrift was a five star quarterback coming in. He was. He was. Ain't seeing him nowhere. Yeah. Um, that's not something that Georgia does well with. And until you prove me under Kirby Smart differently, I don't see this. Even as and good as out. Dylan Arelli is, I don't. I can't see this. Think this moves the needle for them. Their defense is going to be dominant regardless. Yeah. As long as you got a quarterback that's competent enough to not make Screw a lot that. of mistakes. Yeah. I think they'll be fine, but I don't think that Dylan goes out there and has a Bryce Young type season or career or CJ Stroud career. I can see him being good, but I mean, and they you know had just feels right there. And it just did. How does it not work out? I'm going to tell you what's crazy about that, man, is 
Dylan can ball, man. And that's the crazy. He is. He he has a mm. high floor and an extremely high ceiling, and it's almost like as a quarterback prospect, did you make the right decision? Right. Right. And Easton. Yeah. Jacob yeah. Easton was a five-star quarterback. That's what I'm saying. They had like four yeah. or five five-star quarterbacks go through that system that did not last. Yeah. As for a, some weird reason. As a quarterback prospect, I want to go get coached by a quarterback guru. Ryan Day, I thought, was the perfect fit for him. Ohio State's been turning yes. out first-round draft pick quarterbacks. Them and Lincoln Riley have been turning out first-round draft pick quarterbacks What every, every year. I mean, like, yeah, yeah they're the only schools. ones at big schools to do it. Yeah. All the small schools can find because it's it's the evaluation of the quarterback yeah. that that what hurts these quarterbacks at these big schools is that the talent around you is so much more superior than everybody else. You don't know if it's the quarterback doing it or if the receivers are adjusting for the quarterback. Yeah, you can make mistakes and no one would notice it. Yeah, exactly. That's what hurts their evaluation, and then that's when you see players like Anthony Richardson get looked at. So heavily, and everybody's like, dude, he sucked in college. It's like, well, no, he's got all the tools to do things right. He didn't have the They just need somebody right. to guide him. Yeah. Right. You know, could you, you, you imagine Anthony him. Richardson with Lincoln Riley? Oh, my God. <laughs> he would have the Heisman. <laughs> Caleb Williams, who? <laughs> you know what? I mean, so think about this for a minute. Look at Ryan Day's resume when it comes to quarterbacks, right? Lately, he has been doing it. Lately, he has. And they've done a good job of having quarterbacks that um, can really read the field. Yeah. Haskins and uh, uh, Fields, Stroud, right? Look at Lincoln Riley, Baker, Kyler, (laughs) uh, um, Hurts. Hurts. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Hurts doesn't get drafted in the second round if he doesn't have the Lincoln Riley boot camp for a year. Doesn't exactly. Happen. That 4,000 yards made a difference for them to see, oh, no, he, can, he can throw the ball. Doesn't happen without the Lincoln Riley boot camp. Right. Because this was the old – I've, I've told this to a few people that talk about him being in Alabama and everything. I'm like, you got to remember, the era of Jalen Hurts at Alabama was when they was heavy on the run. That's the Derrick Henry, post-Derrick Henry season yeah. and the Mark Ingram era of, no, we're just going to run down your throat. We're just going to out-muscle you every yeah, game. Was, and A.J. McCarron to do enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he had yeah, so, he's good enough. Jalen came in. Who was this running back? Was it Yeldon? He had Yeldon. Yeah, um, Yeldon but, and Bo Scar uh, and Bo, yeah, Bo, uh, Bo, Scar- Bo Scarborough. Um, I mean, but Yeldon was a great back in college. I mean, look, he's still getting a check in the league right now. He's playing for right. the offense now. Yeah, so yep. And Bo is back and forth. I've seen him a couple yeah. of times in and Bo, out. So man, Bo, Bo is from Greene County, uh, Alabama. Um, Played ball, uh, I think, I in Utah him. High, if I'm not mistaken, for a while before going to IMG. Well, actually, before going to Tuscaloosa and then going um, to IMG. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, no. He went from Greene County up to Tuscaloosa, played ball up there. Uh, he's just a man of us boys in, in that high school, man. I'm just a man of us boys. He was like Derrick Henry 2.0. I mean, easily. Right. Um, yeah. Trent Richardson's. You know, yeah. th- that was the era of that to where quarterback wasn't, and that's when he brought in Lane to try to, re- you know, rejuvenate it, make it different. And yep. then Sarkeesian came in to keep that party going because they're the same dude for yeah, the most they're the same part. Dude. Outside of one's not, one doesn't go out and party nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's the USC connection. It's all yeah, the USC guys, the, the P. Carroll tree. That yep. was basically what exactly. he pulled in. Exactly. So it made sense. Tree. Right. So looking at that, that was the one thing that I um 
what 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 can what is Georgia going to do with this quarterback, especially with the new OC? Is yeah. the new OC going to be able to do something different than Macon did there at Georgia and actually make it work with the five-star quarterback? Yeah. Now, one thing I do like what Georgia did, you know, I'm with you on that for the quarterback position. They um they just need Georgia right now reminds me of Alabama when they first started winning championships. Give me somebody competent. They're a very simple team. When you look at their team and just break down their team offensive and, you know, defensive wise, they're they're very sound, but they're exotic too as well. But as far as from the offensive side of the ball, very simple team. And they can afford to be simple because their defense is so great. Reminds me of the Bama teams from 2010 to 2015, or you know, where mm. it was just defense heavy, run the ball like crazy. Which brings me up to my next thing about Georgia. They went and got one of your boys from Tennessee, man. They got one of your boys from Tennessee, Lynette Whitehead, who came in as a linebacker in high school, one of the top inside linebackers in the country at 6'1", 6'2", what, 230 pounds. Tennessee swaps him over to running back. And, you know, he had about 250, 300 yards as running back last year, but he's a guy that doesn't mind contact, right? Doesn't mind contact at all. And Georgia comes and gets him in the transfer portal. I think he's going to play a lot this year. And so, yeah. Yeah, at that size, I mean, 6'2", 220, probably going to be closer to 230 getting there. Yeah, man. Behind a Georgia I, I offensive think, line, too. God, he's he's going to do some things. He's going home because that's where he's from. Yeah, he's from there. Yep. <sighs> I know. I know. So he gets to play in front of his family. So I'm not going to even. It, it, it does hurt, though. It does hurt. It hurts. It does hurt. You know, because honestly, at Tennessee, he was found money at running back. He's found money. He really was. It's kind of like was... us getting Alvin Kamara from Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's found money. He's like, oh, wait. It's found money. I don't. He he's not gonna make the roster? Sure. Come on. <laughs> no, nah, he's just oh, one of the man. best packs in the league. Guys right. But but I think Brandon Skeeter, you know, him coming in and working, <laughs> if I'm correct, he's gonna work at um as like an analyst. I think he'll be I I think the offense should be better, but at the same time, I'm still curious to what they look like if they can still churn it out with um these uh these five star quarterbacks. I mean, like I said, four had like four or five of them come through, and we have not seen one of them yeah, shape up to anything. Hell, I'm waiting for Brock Vandergriff to go ahead and just transfer, which I don't say why he hasn't. Yeah, but where would he go? Keep lying to himself. Where's he gonna go? It's it's so late now. I thought he would have transferred after the season last year, but the competition was open. Right? I mean, it was what it was, but I don't know, man. I just don't know. I'm I'm with right. you. I, I'm I'm with you. Why are you sitting there behind all of this, knowing you're not going to get any? You're not going to start. He mismanaged Jordan Jordan Fields. I mean, I mean not Jordan, Justin Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah, mm-hmm. mismanaged that. Jacob um, Eason left because of a Stets, because of he left because of Stetson Bennett and Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, who was the quarterback before Eason? From I think he had, no 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 no. Yeah, Jake Fromm. From Jake yeah. from State Fromm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From was the reason why um, Eason left. left. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, Enfield. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. So think about it. So the guy, he's from right down the street down there in one of Robbins, Georgia. Um, but Justin Fields is he was a better player in high school. He was a better player in college. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. And I don't even Fromm think Fromm was a four-star a quarterback. No. Was he a four star? Yeah. I thought he was a five star. He was. A, he was a four star. Fromm was a four star. 
Yeah. Jake Fromm was the four-star that kicked out the five-star Eason, who was the number four player in the country yeah. at the time. Um, then yeah. Justin Fields, who goes to Ohio State and does good things there. Um, and yeah, then the Stetson Bennett. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Bennett. Crazy. Who's – okay, let's take this into account by Stetson Bennett, too. This man's been in college seven years and don't got a degree yet. Ain't got a degree yet. <laughs> that dude. That dude is a professional student. <laughs> <laughs> Pro kicking. He got a degree in kicking it. If that don't concern you, I mean that is that's a concern. Because hell, Justin, I mean Jalen Hurts just got his master's from Oklahoma. Literally, yeah, his, uh, yeah last literally like, was he, yeah, yeah, it was last week. So he's got I mean, two degrees. And this guy's what are you been doing? he's older than uh he's older than Jackson, isn't he? He's older than Lamar Jackson. He's older than Hinton Hooker, and Hinton Hooker is the oldest dude. One of the oldest dudes going in the league at, 30, at 25 years old. And Hinton Hooker probably has two degrees now. Yeah. So, wow, how do you – he left Georgia. He walked on, left, went to JUCO, went to JUCO for a couple years, and then came back as another walk-on. It's like – Yeah. <laughs> Bennett has a double doctorate in partying. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think Bennett's worried. I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> he ain't. He's a legend. He's gonna have Bennett Chevrolet just owning it in Georgia. Yeah, soon. you know, and plus both his parents like pharmacists or something, right? It's something crazy. Yeah, he's uh just absurd. And he's getting just an NFL absurd. check now. And he's getting an NFL check. What was he fourth round pick this year? Was it fourth or fifth round? I think he's like fourth or fifth. Yeah, Somebody I mean, is gonna give him a chance. Oh yeah, he's why. uh with the Chargers. He's, yeah, he, he's a Chargers backup. That is true. Yeah. Yep. 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 Fourth round, 128th pick. He's behind Justin Herbert. He's not gonna. No, he's in the purpose. I think he's older than Justin Herbert. He is in the Chase Daniel situation. He's no, he's never gonna play, but he's mature enough to be in the room. Well, I don't know if he's mature enough, but he's he's old enough and wise enough to be in the room, um, and understand that my position is I'm gonna hold this clipboard and make a lot of money in my career. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is older than Justin Herbert. <laughs> By six months. <laughs> Justin Herbert was born March 10th of 98. Bennett was born October of 97. Bro. <laughs> Justin Herbert about to he about to sign his second contract. <laughs> yes. You were like, my boy. Like, I, I mean, I get that you're older. You're supposed to be my, my senior. Bro, well, let me show you how to I'm, get I'm about this to sign another. In, I'm, 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 I'm been about in the to sign a $200 million dollar contract here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll take you out to oh dinner. I'll take you out to dinner. You got the major Apple White piece, man. Like, how long did I have Apple White in Texas? It felt like 10 years. He's like the only quarterback I remember that felt like was there forever he for some like, way. He broke, like, every freaking record in the Big 12. And you're like, yeah, he's been in, like, 90 years. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, who was it? Uh, uh, a quarterback at uh, gosh, the, the the gadget guy at the Saints. What's his name? Played at BYU. Oh, uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. The Taysom Hill. Because Taysom Hill, I think he came. In he was in like college 26. nine years, wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> I just remember him jumping over Dylan Haynes in the game. Man, come on, Taysom Hill was something. Yes. He had like both. Yes. He's just. A beast. Um. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That's funny. That's a good yeah, laugh. That's that's that. Yeah, yeah. It's a real good laugh. <laughs> All right, man. Look, man. We had a we had an hour and ten minutes, man. 
Next week, guys, we are going to break down three teams. Florida, we're going to deep dive into Florida. That's going to be one. Let's go ahead. Look, let's go ahead and kind of decide right now, man. You know what? Let me go ahead and see on these numbers. Matter of okay. fact, let me pick Florida as a group. Who do you got? You give me, give me one that you want, and I'll player. pick another, and we'll make that our our team, our ones. I'm gonna go. Um, hold on. How about this? Let me share. Let me share this. So everybody can see what we're looking at here. Yeah. There we go. Well. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Kinda. There. Yeah. Bam! Right there. Better. All right. I say Florida. Florida for sure. I want to see the, like just the damn demise of Florida, um, and see why it is the demise of Florida. Right. So I feel. Will Florida be bow eligible? Would he get five wins Ooh. or six wins? I think I remember team. last the last time we did this two weeks ago. I think we had Florida going like four and eight. Ooh, sheesh. Okay. We're gonna yeah, dive I, into this since now we have Vegas numbers. Um oh. James said Kentucky. That's not a I like bad it. one. I like Kentucky. Kentucky, um I got, got it. New, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like them. They got a new transfer quarterback too, right? Then they get the guy from um, what's the NC State? I forgot. Um, anyways, we'll deep dive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so they've been doing a really good job of rehabbing quarterbacks lately. So, yeah. So Kentucky. You know what's really intriguing me right now? Uh oh, who's got you? That South Carolina at six and a half. I think that's low. All right, we're gonna do it. We're going to do South Carolina, Kentucky, and, and Florida. Florida. I think that South Carolina is low. I'm just really? – and I, like, I haven't seen their, their schedule yet, but after what I saw Spencer do last year, I thought Spencer was coming into his own. I would think that number would at least be like eight and a half. Yeah, Devin Leary. They brought in Devin Leary from Devin the Leary. former quarterback from NC State. So, yeah, they basically replaced uh, Will Levis. They've got yeah. themselves another starting quarterback basically, so – yeah, so there we go. South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida. And I'm going to text this out to our group that this is who we're doing next week. Perfect. Man. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in, man. Uh, me and Jay are going to get off of here. It's already like 925, and it's um, time to watch some NBA playoffs. You know Heck man? yeah, and I see that the Miami <laughs> Heat are doing some damage right now, so it's Ooh, definitely something to jump on. Ooh, okay. A something. <laughs> I did. All right, bro. I'll see you, man. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Deuces.